0: Human beings have been sharing stories for hundreds of thousands of years. And with those stories came the emotional, spiritual and physical knowledge of the ancients. Shaman Durek, a sixth generation shaman and best-selling author of Spirit Hacking, bridges the gap between science and spirituality and brings us back to our roots. He's here to bring forth the ancient wisdom of our elders to help heal and bring happiness into our modern society. The time has come to end codependency and put the power back into people's hands. Welcome to the tribe.
1: What is the shaman school? No. You're not going to be studying to pursue a career in shamanism or to bang a drum. The definition of shamanism is one who understands relationship. The shaman school offering reminds you how to have a better relationship with things and how to nurture these relationships, whether it be with yourself, the food you eat, the people you meet, your ancestry, community, the global community, animals, nature, and so forth. My goal is to demystify spirituality, to add a bit of science and understanding of how things operate in the energetic planes. The Shaman School's no-nonsense teaching explores all faculties of experience, from the physical, the emotional range, the mental capacity for information, dialogue, lexicon, energy, perception, awareness, how to understand the energy of currency, and so much more. Fundamental education teaches the basics that we need in society. How to read, write, add, subtract, pay our bills, or how to become doctors, artists, mechanics, etc. But the shaman school is a school that we all should have been a part of. One that offers the additional tools needed to better understand who we are, why we think the way we do, what's going on behind the scenes, and what we are actually seeing and processing. Are you living well? Are you paying bills just to keep the roof over your head? Are you in a relationship but not fulfilled? Satisfaction cannot be lowered anymore by the inability to recognize possibility. Living well means fulfilling your ideas and your goals and your dreams and having the best time doing it. In the Shaman School, I've extracted the best from all of the world philosophies, religions, spiritual teachings, and theories, offering a juice without pulp that will empower your life. The Shaman School invites you to a world where you're able to seize the tools of understanding, where you're able to have faith fun and have more because you deserve more. Go to shamandurek.com and click on The Shaman School for the first step toward ultimate happiness and an understanding of your truest self. Let's make things easier and not harder for our life. We deserve that. See you soon. So, where are we? I mean, where are we really right now? Are we in a moment of surprise? Are we looking for grace? Are we getting involved in the chaos just so that we feel that we're not being a person who's left out? Because we don't want people to be upset with us or think we don't care. How do we justify the internal and not the external? Meaning, how do we not acknowledge that everything that's happening right now has been going on internally For some time. And the reference of that is the understanding of the reflection and the polar opposites that are playing out on our planet is literally the energy that people actually don't realize they are either supporting or not supporting, is only a reflection of the things inside of them that they themselves haven't really looked at. It's interesting when you think about it. All of these people getting upset about George Floyd, right? Marching, screaming in the streets, I can't breathe. Great, well, you're breathing, but you're saying I can't breathe. But really, what are we really saying? Is George Floyd what we're really marching about? Or is it the soul inside that is saying, I can't breathe because you're suffocating me with all your nonsense and your, your boxes and your labels and all of your justifications of why you don't allow me to be free, your spirit meaning, right? The interesting factor of that is you have people marching for Black Lives Matter, which is, you know, it's, it's beautiful, You choose to march for Black Lives Matter. I get it. But then again, the word black or white are actually created words by the matrix to put you in a box so that there can be a race war, so that there can be some form of dissension and disruption and duality. Are you really white or are you really black? Are you really any of these things? Are you just you? I'm just me. That tree is just a tree and the zebra is just a zebra and a bear is just a bear. And a turtle is just a turtle. And, and, you know, by God, a fish is just a fish. And the wind is the wind and the sun is the sun and the moon is the moon. And you don't see the sun and moon fighting because everything just exists. For some reason, the moment we go into boxes and label ourselves, we feel that we have to justify the label and stake claim to it. Literally stick a a flag in it as if we are owning the space of that label, owning that energy, owning that space where we feel that we can justify our reason for being angry or upset or disappointed or have our opinions matter when in fact it's all about just being safe and choosing to be right through pride to find that safety and then claim it and argue and fight and go to war with other people. I mean, come on. When are we going to remember we've done this already? And not only did we do this, we've done it so many times that we were even taught in school about what we have done and still we sign up to do it again. Well, not all of us. Some of us. But even those who aren't are still creating some form of disruption when it comes to relationships or family or co-workers or people you're in partnership with on some level. And the question is, what is this part of our being that wants to fight that wants to make someone wrong to be right why is that there do you want me to tell you why that's there because you don't feel free no seriously you don't feel free And because you don't feel free and because you're the one who is making it so that you're not free, you have to go and find ways to make other people feel wrong or bad and not able to be who they are. And so you need to find something to either direct that feeling of pain and hurt and sadness and anger so that you can feel like there's purpose in your life. And that's what they're doing. They're generating an idea of purpose without it really having purpose. Now, sure, I mean, I mean, look, look, here's the deal. Someone could be listening to me right now in the tribe and say, A Shaman Dirk, if that's the case, are you saying we should just let people do whatever they want to us? I know you were thinking that and that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that you let people walk all over you but I think that there's a point where consciously utilizing intelligence for the purpose of global reform has to be done differently than the 50 or 100 other times that we've done it. It's not going to go the way we want it to go It's going to go the way it always has gone as according to what we see in the history books. Change doesn't happen by following the same way people keep creating change. You want to create change, you got to think outside of change. You got to think in the limitless intelligence that's available to you that is asking you to go into the unknown and find a new form of change. And you might think, how do I do that? Well, you do it by being something different than you're told to be. I mean, defy your principles. Defy the idea that you actually have to have a principle to begin with, to justify some idea of opinion that you want to have to go along with it. And then to justify the idea that you need to basically create some form of safety and grounding in being right about that opinion, that you're willing to cause more suffering and more pain and more hurt to another person Okay, sure. Maybe you're not dropping bombs, and sure, you're maybe you're not, you know, killing people and doing all these things, but you're doing it in another way. And you're doing it by creating unnecessary chaotic energy through arguing, bickering, complaining, and confronting people about things that you don't agree with and wanting to pine to be right instead of just listening. And going, okay, that's an interesting point of view and interesting perspective that exists. And that's an interesting notion that this exists. And therefore, okay, not let me prove you wrong. Let me argue with you. Let me be right. You see, if you have to argue with someone to get them to see your point, then that means that you don't see your point because you can't see your point. Because how could you? Because you're too busy trying to defend a point that you wouldn't have to defend if you believed in it. See, if you believe in a point, there's no need to defend it. It's like if someone was like, you know what? If they were getting mad at someone because they have a different culture or different ways that they do things, that's because they don't really understand their own culture and the way they do things that they feel that they could be threatened by someone else being them. I mean, what is the reason for that? As a society of people who've been given so much advantage in life, what would be the purpose of that? Like, how do you understand that level of human beings interacting based on things that they feel comfortable connected to, or they feel they can associate with. So that could either be the way someone looks or talks social class they're in, how much money they have, the color of their skin, their sexual preference, their, so you say, observance of God, and the things that they find interesting as activities and hobbies and all of these things. Compartmentalizing the human perspective into check marks and boxes doesn't make great for evolution. I'm sure that if we were to look at the context of Individual life and the planet, such as the birds and the whales and the horses and the rhinos and all of that. I don't think they're really going around checking boxes off, other than just living and adapting and evolving with whatever it is that they choose to evolve with and share the earth's richness and vibrant uh, energy and resource. So, what is up with us? What's our problem? Is our problem because we're just not satisfied with what we have? That we feel that if we have more things and create more things, and it can be a multiple of things, it could be material possessions, it could be more information, more knowledge, is the knowledge that we're actually taking in, right? Because... I knew this girl once who, she said, I read a lot of books. I go, that's great. She's like, do you read? I'm like, once in a while. She's like, what kind of books do you read? I'm like, mostly science and medical books and anything to do with esoteric or um, metaphysics or things like that, because I like to see different people's points of views and different theories and ideas and, you know, kind of blend my theories and ideas of expertise as a shaman into understanding these theories and ideas and seeing if there's a connection or coloration. She's like, well, I read tons of books and, you know, so I have a lot of information about a lot of things. I'm like, yes, but is that information that you have even necessary to have, or you just feel, you know, it's kind of like, you know, it's like I, I play video games. You already know that. And when I play games and, you know, and you only have certain amount of space on your PlayStation or your VR or whatever. So when I'm getting games and I'm pulling games off the, you know, the store online, I can only pull so many games before eventually my storage is used up, right? And once your storage is used up, you don't have the bandwidth to receive anything else other than what's already there until you start deleting some of those games so you can add more games. I was just just using this as a, a simple you know, understanding of how we operate as human beings. So all this information that's coming from the television and from people at lunch and all these different things that you see where people just always have an opinion, everyone's got something to say, which is great. I would love to hear everything you have to say, but there's only one little catch. And that catch is, is what you say intelligent enough to support the global reform and the global family to stepping into a place of true legacy, or is what you have to say only supporting you to either be right and feel safe, which is the same thing, truly, or for you to be able to create enough chaos so you can direct all of that pent-up energy that you haven't been letting go of, and now you can find someone to be able to direct that to and then justify the reason why you're doing it. Like, sure, you can hate Trump or you can hate Biden. You can hate any, you can hate Erdogan. You can hate all these people, Putin. You can hate them all. I mean, it doesn't really matter to me if that's what you want to do with your energy and you want to just, you know, just kind of like, just bring hate, you know, because that's what you decide to do. I mean, that's your choice. I mean, it's your choice. But I mean, just to give you a little bit of a seed here, right? And here's the seed. Do you hate them because... They're a bad person or do you hate them because they push your buttons and rile you up? Do you hate them because you don't like the things that they're doing because it pushes your buttons and riles you up? Again, why do you hate them? Why do you not understand that you, yes, you and you and all of you, have made some collective decision to put them into that position and by you actually hating them just and i just really want you to get this and i know you will because you're super smart and intelligent and it makes me super happy to speak to so many leaders right let's just go into it if you hate them so much and every day you wake up and you're like i hate this person i can't stand them They irritate me, this and that, and that, and that, and this, and this, and this, and that, and that. You know, well, to me, as a shaman, I would say you like them a lot. Now, there's a lot of people who are listening who probably would say, yeah, no, I don't think so. Well, yeah, I do. And I'm going to tell you why. Because the way the spirit works and the way that the physical form works like you and me and everything else, you ever notice a cat or a dog or a horse or any animal in nature, if it doesn't like you or get you or want to be connected to you, it just turns around and goes the other way, or it doesn't pay any attention to you, or you call its name and it just doesn't choose to hear you. It doesn't want to have anything to do with you. Why? Why? Because it can feel energy that it doesn't want to be a part of. And so it's not going to give you its energy. It's not sitting in front of you, looking at you and telling you how much it hates you. You know, dogs can bark because they want to protect their home or their owners, their family, as we would say. They're barking, but they're not barking just because they want to give you attention. It's because they feel on some level you're infringing upon their territory in some way. But after they figure out that, hey, you're going to be a part of this territory and they realize, you know what? I don't really like that person even though they're part of the territory and my family has let them in, they'll just ignore you, not pay attention to you, sit on a table and just stare the other way. The thing about that is they're very clear. They have strong clarity about what it is, again, what it is and why it is that they either should give you energy or they shouldn't give you energy and they're not wishy-washy about it. They just make the decision and they move on, okay? Now, let's go back to the thing we were talking about, the hate thing, right? So if you're hating, let's use Trump because this is coming up a lot in America. If you're hating on Trump, you're just hating and hating and hating on Trump. On some level, you know, I always say to my friends who are actresses and actors in Hollywood, If you're getting all this hate from people, that means you're getting a lot of love from people because if it takes that much time and energy to put towards them, then you are sending a message from your spirit that says, I see you and I want to give you energy. So take my energy, good or bad, and utilize it to become more powerful and more seen and more heard and you name it, right? If I don't like something, I do what I call going Japanese on them. And the reason why I do that is because, you know, I've dated some Japanese girls and I've noticed that when they get upset about things and they don't want to talk about it, they just can act like it never happened. It's very interesting. So I came up with this whole thing called going Japanese, right? It's like, you know, it's like literally, why am I giving you my energy and why am I putting energy into you if you're going to operate in something that I don't really want to pay attention to? So I'm just going to ignore you. Like I don't watch the news because I don't want to put my energy into it, but there's people who love watching the news. It makes them feel informed, even though if it was such great information and it was to be well-informed, I wouldn't have to turn on the TV to find it. I would just listen to my friends who would be telling me it because if information is that important, people are going to talk about it regardless. Like if right now where you are, a meteor was about to hit planet earth and half of the life on the planet was going to be desecrated, desecrate it wouldn't it be something that i think everyone would be talking about that you wouldn't have to really just watch the news because the moment you actually open your door someone's going to be coming and saying oh my god did you see what's happening do you see what's coming to us what are we going to do because everything that matters is spoken about through the masses and through people everything that doesn't matter and it's just what I call a temporary gaze where you actually put your mind on something or someone and say that you don't like them, but you keep talking about them. You don't like that restaurant, but you keep bringing it up to your friends. You don't like the movie you saw, but you keep talking about it. You don't like the person who's running the country, but you keep talking about them. And seems to me that you enjoy giving them energy, So even though you may consciously think you don't like them, I would say it would be in your best interest to check that you do. So that's what my feeling is for you. It's to be more mindful. If you don't really like something and you don't want it in your life, don't talk about it. Just go Japanese on it. Love you. Hey tribe. So the tribe wants to hear from you. And I know a lot of you are talented out there in music and poetry and recipes and ideas and just, you know, things that you want to share with the tribe. You can send that information to info at and share your gifts with the tribe. Love you all and stay lit. Hey, Tribe, we have another share from Lydia Shance. She's a Kundalini activator and transformational coach. Her IG is at L-Y-D-I-A underscore S-C-H-A-N-Z. And her website is LydiaShantz.com. This is a beautiful poem that she wrote about surrendering to the biggest lessons. This is a wonderful poem. Enjoy.
2: a word about surrendering surrendering is freedom it's being completely immersed in the present moment lost in space it's total acceptance of reality without judgment it's allowing emotions to come up and letting them go like leaves that are blown away by the wind it's finding way back to my soul it's connecting with everything around me it's oneness it's clarity it's forgiveness towards myself and others It's seeing reality from a different perspective, it's trust, it's awakening, it's like being in the ocean, getting carried away by the waves, it's rebirth, it's creative expression, it's soul alignment, it's gratitude. It's being myself, it's being open to accept things I sometimes don't understand. It's being more patient with myself and others, it's love, it's light, it's physical expression, being in my body, being alive, it's bliss, it's discovery, it's fun. It's letting go, diving deep, connecting with source. There are no rules, no hierarchy, no conditions. Everything you need is already within you. All you need to do is to surrender.
1: Hey Tribe, we're going to take a short break to hear from one of our amazing sponsors, who is Lit Verified. The Lit Verified store is open. But what does Lit Verified mean? Lit Verified is an acknowledgement and stamp of approval by the tribe i have tried each of these products and they are the best lit verified products vary from beauty technology clothing food health and wellness and anything that is ethically sourced organic maintained and sustainable not every product offered to the team passes the lit verified test no Not at all. Every lit verified product is carefully researched. Every CEO has been met with every ingredient carefully looked into the process production of all of it. I have seen the impact these vendors are making their vision and ethics are aligned with our tribe, with people who are consciously supporting community and want to make a difference in our world and make it a better place for us lit verified products are ethically sourced and meet the highest industry standards when purchasing lit verified products we give back by creating sustainability and by leading the world to make better choices You can be confident that you're buying into a company that supports a vision for change, not just a company that wants to line their pockets with money. We live in a time where we are oversaturated by commercials, TV, and social media, where far too many celebrities and influencers are endorsing things they know nothing about and things they might be doing damage to people, to the earth, and to animals. With Lit Verified, we've taken that doubt out of the equation. You're not only getting the best, but you're also doing the best. Pick up your awesome Lit Verified items at ShamanDuric.com and click on the link that takes you to Lit Verified. Love well, Tribe. All right, Tribe. Time to hear from our special guest. everyone and welcome to ancient wisdom today podcast i'm shaman dirk and you know that i love you i like you i life you i see you and i know how powerful you are and i know that you are a committee you are here to hold down the fort especially at this time in our evolution where we are because we don't have time to play games right now we don't have time to hold back uh, to hold on to any aspect of ourselves and hold back any aspect of ourselves because we are at a point right now where we cannot do that because everything right now is asking for us to step it up. We've been holding back for a while and that holding back cannot happen because we are in a great transition on earth right now. And that transition is about bringing in a new understanding of what it means to have health and wellness and to have vitality and strength and to be able to have bigger and deep spiritual connection to ourselves and our own autonomy. And speaking about autonomy, connection, strength, and really connecting into that modern day understanding is a group of three powerful people who've come together to create a wellspring, a resource that you can be able to tap into and really find that, that is capable of bringing out the very best that you can be. And those three people is Kat Graham, who is an amazing actress. I don't know if you remember her. She also did Vampire Diaries. She's done a lot of CW, but she's also done a lot of movies, but really known for her deep work in spirituality and really changing the narrative. Because you know you can be an actress, you can do all these things, but the real purpose of your soul is what you're doing for the people. And that's what she's about. And she's about creating new ways to connect into life and health and wellness and really bringing a conversation of wellness to a new level. Then you have the lovely Frank Elderini, who is an amazing newscaster, who's also has, youth, he's a YouTuber. He's a person who gets down into it. Like I remember when I first I met talking to and, him, I, and it was like, literally, he's sharing with all these things that I had known nothing about. People he's interviewed, places he's gone to meet the most amazing people, because he's the type of person who peels back the layers and wants to find out what's underneath, who's there, who's what people are doing, and really bring it to the forefront of the conversation in today's And then you have Bryant Wood, who's also here to teach about the body and health and wellness from the breath and really giving you ideas about how to expand yourself, how to stay centered, how to be present and how to really hone in, in who you are and represent that into the world. And you have these three powerhouses who've come together to create modern Nirvana, which is this amazing company that is here to take us to a new level of what wellness and realness is. Hey, Kat. Hey, Frank. Welcome to The Share. Hello.
2: Hi, Shaman Thank you for having us.
1: No, it's an honor to have both of you. So I want to just dive right in, right? Because why creating this company together? What was the inspiration for it?
2: Well, we actually had a conference last year, which, as you know, because you were there, um, (laughs) 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 which was really just an ask of mine. A uh, much smaller ask because I was working with Deepak Chopra on Consciousness Collective, which, as you know, because you were also did an episode <laughs> at Modern Nirvana for Consciousness <laughs> Collective. <laughs> but it's for the viewers, okay? It's for the viewers because they don't... Or the listeners because they don't I history, know. which you are very much a part of. And I had asked Frankie to give me some B-roll, you know, something just of him and a few friends. And then, of course, that turned into really him and Bryant putting together a 500 plus conference. And I was like, okay, definitely have enough footage here. The thing is we finally finished his episode this week and, you know, excited to show a clip of it on our, on our YouTube channel. But basically in a meditation a few months ago, I would sit in these kind of really long, deep meditations for hours, just there kind of just tapping in And in the meditation, I downloaded that modern Nirvana was not just the conference, but it was an entire wellness company. And I immediately called Frankie as soon as I got out of the meditation and he was with Bryant and they really resonated with that. I mean, they affirmed that that was really the truth of the company. And now we're here with a new YouTube channel that got launched and we're just really trying to bridge everything together and seeing how everything that we've done individually and collectively is really kind of coming together for Modern Nirvana.
1: It's beautiful. And hats off to you for listening to the spirits and the ancestors and getting that message and acting on it. Because a lot of people don't act on those things. They hear it and they're like, oh yeah, okay. And then they let it fall by the wayside. So I just have to commend you on that. Thank so thank you because the world needs it. So, you know, Frank, you know, you've been a a person who's been out there getting news. I remember when I first met you, you're bringing spiritual content to the mainstream news channels. So yeah, do, you, not... <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you feel like that was a stepping stone for you to be able to start finding amazing people with amazing stories to bring to Modern Nirvana?
0: Yeah, it's so great that you asked that because I actually... I brought, So we launched our YouTube channel, the Modern Nirvana version of it. It was always my channel, Frank Elleridi, and we relaunched it on September 5th on Kat's birthday as Modern Nirvana. And we did that with Deepak Chopra leading a meditation that we did that's actually coming out this Friday. I said, you know, when you were, I guess, in the 80s, bringing, talking about third eye and spirituality, when you were actually a very well respected doctor, were you afraid of what people might think of you? And you're talking about quantum healing and healing on a quantum level. And he said, he said, yeah, I was afraid because, and I was asking for myself because here I am, like this kind of mainstream journalist, right? Morning TV, Good Morning America, and Nightline and shows like that. Those are the shows that I work for And extra. And here I am though on YouTube talking about plant medicine and ayahuasca and third eye and traveling the world in search of spirituality and bringing that to people. And it's a little frightening because you're like, are people going to stop taking me seriously as a journalist? And he said, you know what? I did have those fears, but you can't ignore when you know that there's something you should be talking about. And that there's a higher meaning to life that you want to share with people. Like once you discover it and you have that need to share it. And he said, you know, no matter what you do, people are going to judge you. So you might as well speak the truth and you might as well shed light on the things that are meaningful in life. And for me right now, that's modern Nirvana. You know, we really want to be a catalyst for transformation and You know, to really show young people that you are in control of your life and of the thoughts you think and the words you say and your spiritual and personal experiences and to not get wrapped up in this whole matrix that we're in. I know you talk about, you had that post recently about opinions on Instagram and people's opinions and this whole game that we play of like, I'm right and you're wrong and none of that actually matters and stop giving your control away to the matrix and to the mainstream and realize that you're in control of your life. And what you
1: want to think and what you want to say, and who you want to be in the world, right? Yeah absolutely you know I say that right now in order for us spiritual you know and I say leaders but when I say leaders I'm talking about people who are here to hold space for other people to remember because you know I'm not into like hierarchies and like creating this like I'm the leader and you follow me kind of thing but more from the sense of we're here to help people remember and we all walk together side by Mm -hmm. side is in that leadership each of us representing that message of love and equality and understanding for us to be able to thrive as a species but I always say that that, you know, it's a blending that's going on, right? It's like we've been taught in the past that it's all about doing these meditations, doing all these things, but now it's about taking our abilities and being able to kind of expand them through all sources of intellect and as well as the demographics that we have on the planet. From you know, from our teenagers to our millennials to you know Gen X to Gen to what is it Gen Z you know to all of the different groups to find things that they're actually interested in and then start bringing that energy, that knowledge, that wisdom into it. Kat, you know, you've been in pop culture and you have been experiencing. You were in the Vampire Diaries, which is a very teen show, you know, that went on for a lot of seasons. So you're very much seasoned in the television arena, in the media arena. Do you feel like that's giving you a cutting edge to be able to understand and see trends as far as the youth is concerned and what they might be interested in for growth and transformation?
2: You know, what's funny is actually not necessarily because I was on the show for eight seasons, eight years. And so much within the TV landscape has changed. I mean, when that show was 22 episodes for eight seasons, most shows are not doing 22 episodes, definitely not running for eight seasons. I mean, some shows are, you know, a lot of cable network, but a lot of stuff that at least Frankie and I's audience really gravitates towards is streaming, right? And social media. So, you know, I've learned mostly about what audience likes based on Actual conversations, number one, I make sure that we have this kind of accessibility with each other and I learn actually what they're doing and what they're listening to and how they're absorbing information. And really, you know, it's been mostly social media and through the streaming sites, I've done more stuff with Netflix in the past three years than I have. So I've actually learned more about what my audience likes by doing press and by doing, you know, Projects on a different platform and even learning more from every day from Frankie with YouTube and really kind of what young people are really uh, gravitating towards and how they're receiving their information. It's mostly on the phone and it's very quick. You know, it's the information age. So it's like content, content, content immediately and as much as possible and algorithms. And this, it's just wild. Wow. Yeah. So I wouldn't even say that my time, although I am so grateful for it because it brought me into an international audience, I wouldn't say it actually in any way informs my decisions about how I move with Modern Nirvana or even just with my own projects at this point.
1: Do you feel that the youth is starting to come more into, like, what would you say the age demographics is for those who are coming into this wellness age and really stepping in and saying, hey, you know what, this used to be fun, but I really need to start taking care of myself and honoring myself, especially with everything that's happening with the coronavirus and the pandemic, um, you know, and all this stuff. What are your thoughts on that?
2: You know, what's so interesting is that, Especially with young kids, I found that it's always kind of been there. It's not necessarily something that they've discovered. It's just something that they finally feel cool or comfortable to talk about. A lot of the young people that I've connected with have always You know, they've either gotten into meditation or are aware of a higher presence or are really, you know, self aware or gaining self awareness or are aware of the one watching them. So I really feel that it's not even necessarily so much self discovery, but really about them allowing themselves to acknowledge what they've always felt and the presence that they've always known and the power that they've always had. I mm. don't necessarily feel like I'm unveiling an entire new world for them. I don't know what, what Frankie, have you felt that kind of anything like that where you're really, I mean, you you have a much more background and a, a bigger background than I do in, in biohacking where you're actually really-
0: Yeah, but I think what you said is like really interesting. It's fascinating and it's true. It's that, you know- I think that there's obviously we keep talking about like pandemic right now, but the real pandemic is like mental health and kids, kids, right? They understand that younger people and their posts that I'm seeing now are so, I mean, I think about like when I was younger compared to the generation now is so different from the things they were talking about and doing and they support each other and they say, Hey, I'm dealing with this issue. And they talk about it very openly. And then other people start saying, oh yeah, I'm having that too. And they start relating. And then, I mean, it's pretty amazing what young people are doing now. And even when you think about something as superficial as like skincare, right? When I was little, you literally would go and get like pimple cream and just put it on your face. And now you see these like 13 to 20 year old doing, they have like a full eight step Korean beauty uh, routine. You know? Um, it's like it's become, like Kat said, cool and accepting in an open place to be like, yeah, I use skincare and nice. I talk about mental health and it's all like this woke culture, you know, mm-hmm. um, I think it's just like creating the space now for these for these young people to really express themselves and talk about more meaningful things. It's not like that mean girl culture anymore or like look, trying to look cool anymore. It's more exactly. about it's actually cool to talk about mental health and your skincare routine and like show people what you're doing at home. So it's really awesome to see them kind of like take the, the baton with that. Yeah, I like that.
2: Also in terms of exploration, there is so much to explore and in a really fun way, which was what was so great about the conference is that things that I didn't even know were possible or products that were out there, you know, I discovered with a lot of people so, in terms of discovery, Frankie is really kind of the discoverer of the group. He's the one always trying the new, you know, <laughs> red light therapy, the new stem cell research, the new this, the new that. I'm very much like, you know what? I'm good with my sage. I got a couple crystals here. <laughs> you know, so Frankie is really the one to follow if you guys are really interested in. Any sort of new technologies, any sort of like any new spiritual exploration that is physicalized in any way is really Frankie's specialty in a lot of ways.
1: Absolutely. I would agree 100%. Have you done the whole cold? You've been doing the cold thing, right, Frankie? Cold like uh, ice baths? or yeah. No. (laughs) You
0: don't even know how to say it. (laughs) it's the one thing I won't do. And I'm sure you're like this too, where I'll go to these people's houses, like Luke Story or anybody, you know, Aaron Alexander, who I know you're friends with. Like, they're always wanting to put me in an ice bath. My friend BC tried to do it the other day. And I'm like, look, I'll do a lot of things. I just had stem cells injected into my body like a month ago. But... I even if it adds a year to my life, which I actually don't believe and I think we have like preordained times to go, but even if it adds whatever to my life, I don't want to be uncomfortable in that ice bath. I just don't. <laughs> I'm all about like comfort and pampering and I don't, uh, yeah. I don't want to sit in an ice bath for 8 minutes or whatever. I will
2: not do an ice bath. I don't care. Yeah, got, do an ice bath.
1: I I got suckered in. I did. <laughs> I did. I was at Aaron's house and he convinced yeah. me to do it, and, and it was the most painful experience. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. You know, people can do it, and they're like, "Yay! I feel this ice bath. I'm doing it every single day." I got in there and in less than a minute, I was out. And I was like, (laughs) black man doesn't need to be in no ice. (laughs) Let me get out of this ice. And then he was like, let's go jogging in our underwears around (laughs) Venice area. So barefoot. So we're jogging in our underwears, pretty much butt naked, running around Venice. And all these people are looking at us, watching us, you know? And then he's like, now we are go on the rooftop and take in some sun, brother. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh no.
2: The guy's extreme. I
1: was like, yes. I need to go to a spa. We're at Soho like house. Teams? I got to get out of here. Like
0: yeah, I'm like you. I'm all about the comfort and the pampering. I love biohacking, but I like the ones that are like the sauna, the infrared therapy, the, you know what I mean? Like the comfort stuff. I'll sit in a hyperbaric chamber and do my meetings in there. I'm good with that.
1: Yeah, um, I want comfort. I, that ice thing was yeah. that's crazy. I, I mean, it's too much. And everybody's doing it. Everybody's getting into it. And look, it It does great things for some people. I hear great things. You know, I was always one of those people that loves to just feel good. And Mm -hmm. like, I don't need to suffer for for change. I don't need to suffer for change. I like, I know that a lot of people have that principle. Like you got to suffer for change. I don't believe that. I feel like I can have an enlightenment just by having a shower. Like it's okay.
0: I mean, me and Kat will suffer sometimes in the way that we go on like these three-day fasts and like austerity measures, you know, where we'll like meditate and go in. But I don't even think of that as suffering, right? It's more like we do it to connect with something deeper than just like the quick survival. But like physical discomfort? Yeah, I'm
1: not into that either. Yeah, I'm not into it. Like people getting bee stings all over their body. It's not for me okay oh yeah, yeah it's good you enjoy that have at it so <laughs> my qu- my question what do you both think and I'll let you decide who wants to answer this question about what's happening in our world today when it comes to us really being in a space of really recognizing what's really important versus what we've been told is important hmm Pat you want to go do you want me to
2: it's so funny um <laughs> 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 no, i tell you why it's so funny. Much to <laughs>
1: you're
2: in a dream. That's what's so funny about it. So, the most important thing is to understand that you're in a waking dream and to understand that everything is energy and everything comes from energy and everything comes from consciousness. And once you understand that, And you understand how connected we all are and we are all one. Literally, we're one. We're literally of the same mind. No matter how different you see somebody else or you feel somebody else is, the reality is that you're all a part of the same dream and of the same mind. And once you understand that, I think that that helps You grasp what actually is important, is fighting with somebody important, is being right important, is telling somebody that because the color of their skin is different than yours, that they are less than you, is that important? You are actually able to rationalize from a place of love and connectivity versus from a place of separation. And I think if people could come from that place, that they would have better lives, better health, better relationships, better business. Once you you realize how everything is an extension of you or a reflection of you, I think you you might laugh at a couple things more than take them that seriously. Mm -hmm. That's all.
0: Yeah, exactly. Kat will call me sometimes. Kat will call me and she'll be like, "Frank, I'm not convinced any of this is real."
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. It's all a little...
2: Well, Frankie and I, Frankie and I are in soulmates, so we travel together. We share we dreams. Share dreams. We'll, yeah, yeah, we'll have the same dream the same night about the same place and the same people. I'll visit him in my dreams. Like it gets really bizarre. Some people are like, oh my God, these kids are great. But, um, (laughs) no, but it's, we have, um, a certain kind of connection that creates some weird instances. So yes, there's a couple moments where I'm like, you know what? (laughs) Sometimes the only thing that does feel real is Frankie to me. There's certain things that just Mm -hmm happen. I had a I'll just give him a shout out really quickly. One of the people that taught me energy was Eric Pearl. He was doing like a remote just healing. It's really cool. I hadn't talked to him in maybe oh, t- 20 years or something. We I was a kid when I met him. Super amazing person. Frankie had gotten an email that he hadn't even sent but like a response email from Eric Pearl's company in the same literally minute that I was having a session with him. So like, there's so many weird things that happen where we feel like we're being either talked to, guided, played with, you know. I mean, that
0: was so weird. Let me like tell Shaman Jurek that story too, because the way, like the way it happened was interesting. So Kat's doing this, she, you know, she has not talked to this guy in decades and he's an amazing healer. And she does a session with him where they're talking on the phone and I text her and I say, The reconnection, is that Eric Pearl? Is that his company? And she goes, Yeah. Well, I got an email at 317 PM, right? Hers her conversation with him was ended at 330. So that means they were on the phone in this time. And, And I got an email. It was like a bounce back email. You know, when you email somebody and it says like, oh, you know, it didn't go through, try again. Yeah. That's not a real email. I got that from the reconnection from his company. And it said, this person no longer works here that you're trying to reach, but you can reach out to this email. And I'm like, what are they talking about? I never emailed this email. And I look it up and the last time I emailed them was 2015. And I got that response to my email while she was on the phone with the owner of the company five years later. I mean, it's
2: it's every week, Shaman. It's every week.
0: I was actually, this is really funny too. I was doing the same, like the day before that happened. One of the popular videos on our channel is uh, a Kundalini video that I did with this guy from Bali who like, you know, says he can, I always say says he can, cause I never want to make claims myself, but this person says that he can kind of move the Kundalini energy within another person. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I'm, and I mean, the things that I saw were amazing. People literally having like orgasmic experiences and with just the wave of this guy's hand. And, so a friend of mine said, hey, can you reach out to him and ask him a question? And I said, oh, sure. I mean, I haven't talked to him in a year, but I will. And I forgot. And that night, I'm watching, don't laugh, And I'm watching Xena Warrior Princess. Oh, I love that. I love that show. <laughs> but it was my favorite show as a kid.
1: So I favorite my show. Week,
2: like, I, I also it loved it. the show.
1: <laughs> did you really?
2: <laughs> I never missed an episode.
1: I, lo- I, I love, never missed an episode. I never missed an episode. That's one of my favorite, favorite Favorite, yes. favorite. She
2: probably has shows. a lot to do with the characters I play now, but please continue your story. <laughs> yes,
1: yeah, please continue. during <laughs> okay, quarantine,
0: that's what we've, we've been watching from like season one to the end. So oh I'm my goodness. Season six, the finale, like literally the whole finale, right? Who pops up on the screen? The one. guy that I was supposed to call but forgot so he was literally in the finale the guy's not really an actor i looked up his like everything he was, that's the only thing he's really ever been in and he was it like popped up like so matrixy that yeah, somebody... it was
2: the day he was supposed to call him and frankie did not and call I forgot. him and i was actually planning on putting it off longer to be yeah.
0: honest cuz you know yeah, i was like really actually yeah. saying, like i don't know if i want to i haven't talked to him in a year i feel bad you know i don't want to just like reach out out of nowhere asking a question about his class and so I didn't want to do it. And then he literally is like fighting Xena in the, in the finale. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, you know, very bizarre, hilarious, but super weird. I mean, super weird moments in our friendship or our relationship or our life, you know, that are mm-hmm. pretty interconnected. So that's why I'm
0: suspicious. Not <laughs> suspicious. <laughs> it's so funny that you asked that question because I read it this morning. So it's so real that you would ask that right now about you know the dreamer and that how you would bring that up. But there's a book that we both read that we're really in love with. It's probably one of our biggest practices. It's called Fitness yeah. Yoga. And there's a, a quote in my phone that I wrote down because I wanted to remember it. And he says, thus, are you not the dreamer, but the dream. And so you wander idly in and out of places and events that it contrives. That this is all the body does is true, for it is but a figure in a dream. But who reacts to figures in a dream unless he sees them as if they were the real? The instant he sees them as they are, they no longer have an effect on him because he understands he gave them their effects by causing them and making them seem real. I think that's Vasistas Yoga. It could be from somewhere. That is,
2: that is definitely Vasistas
0: Yoga. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful, you know. So we're really it, like figures in a dream and we we give our, our perception gives those figures power, you know?
1: Yeah, you know, we have a, we have an understanding in shamanism and African spirituality, which is the acknowledgement that you are the dreamer and then you are also the witness. And then when you are aware of yourself being the witness, then you can either dream a new dreamer to dream or you can change the dream. And then when you sleep at night, you're in the other world, which is also real. And in that world is where you dream heaviness or density or limitation. So that way, when you dream there, you carry the dream from there into this dimension to bring possibility to those who have forgotten of the dream in this world.
0: Yeah, that's amazing.
1: That's wild. It's like so sometimes people will say to me, oh, you know, I don't really like the way my life is going. I'm like, well, you're the dreamer, but you're also, there's a witness watching you dream, which is you. So you can change the dreamer, which is you, by tapping into the witness. And the witness can then send a message to change the dreamer who is dreaming. So a lot, what I always say in life is that like, because when I go to sleep at night, I'm a busybody because I'm a, so I go to people's dreams. I do healings on them. I fight forces that are. <laughs> You're a
2: warrior me. princess. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. On the other side with, uh, it's crazy. You're and
2: a warrior I t- princess.
1: That is that and basically what's happening in the invisible planes is actually affecting our plane here. I'm actually writing a TV show about it right now. And literally the, the concept of human consciousness is. Really based upon technology human beings are actually utilizing and most technology that humans utilize is analyzation, whereas in shamanism, we're taught to observe because if you observe, then you actually invited into the spirit world versus you trying to force yourself into it with your analytical mind. And we, and we call it incorrect penetration. So it's really kind of like getting, not raping the universe, not raping the spirit world by trying to go in with your technology that belongs to this world, but actually letting that go and realizing that everything you know of this world has been built for this world. And then to enter into the spirit world is to go in as an observer, which means get your backpack off, take everything off. And when you get there, you'll know exactly what you need.
0: Is there a tip that you would give people to how to do that when you're in the dream, how to become you know more active in it: Yeah,
1: so there's you're talking about being more loose, being awake in the dream in the other world. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you're aware. Yeah. So basically you can do several things. You can either one, you can put a bracelet on. I call it a dream bracelet, which I used to give it to a lot of kids to teach them how to become lucid. So it's a dream mm-hmm. bracelet because in the dream world, you're always going to see your hands and your fingers at some point. And at some point you'll see your neck. So when you actually put something on your wrist or your neck and you see it, you will wake up immediately a really amazing tool and i've used it for so many of my rs's my remembrance students and they all have been now lucid they've all become is lucid a specific
0: now. Uh, bracelet or just any bracelet
1: just anything just anything because what happens is your mind sees it in this world and so when it sees it in that world it'll wake you up that's really cool i'm gonna try that that's yeah. so
2: interesting yeah, that um interesting. i had a dream of maybe a week or so ago I've had a couple of friends that unfortunately have gotten sick, and I went to sleep with that in my mind, and I dreamt that I was sick and I couldn't breathe through my nose, and I was really struggling. And I actually got in my dream; I'd gotten out of bed, and I had I was complaining to Darren that I was like, "Oh, I don't feel well. I don't feel well." And then I actually pinched myself in the dream, and I said, "Oh, oh my gosh! Thank gosh, I'm just I'm just dreaming." And he was like, yeah, just wait till you wake up. (laughs) And then we just kind of, I just kind of waited around in the dream until I woke up. Isn't that weird?
1: I mean, you're asking me if it's weird. I'd say no. (laughs) (laughs) Not very weird. Not at all, actually. And actually, you know, what it means shamanically is that you are, so if you're going in and you got sick, it means that you're empathically healing your friends by taking on their illness in the spirit world.
2: That's Ooh, so interesting. Wow. Which I would totally do, you know. That's I really so enjoy I gather that, that yeah.
1: was- from your personality and the times that I've spent with you and looking in your eyes that your humanitarian side of you wanting to make things better has that old medicine woman capability of I'll take the poison and turn it to medicine. So I'll take this for you. I'm strong enough to handle this for you. Let me take this from you, bring it into my own body, turn it into medicine, and then that way you'll be done. So your role is always going to be about alchemizing energy for people. Mm. Alchemy is so much not talked about enough, you know? Because well, alchemy- Explain to
2: people what it is because that's... Because when I think of alchemy, even I'm like, I think of gold, <laughs> you know? I right, right. I think of Ormus, you know, <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so if you could explain to everyone what alchemy is to you. That would be great.
1: Absolutely. So let's take for instance, like I have someone who's gone through trauma. Okay. So most human beings, when they think of energy, they think of the energy that they perceive. They don't understand that energy has frequency and frequency can be changed. And what it requires to change is to be able to shift the frequency with your consciousness, which is alchemy. So you can alchemize it emotionally or you can alchemize it through your mind. So if a person is going through trauma, I can teach them how to alchemize their trauma into laughter or into orgasm or into insight or alchemize it into, can be a a multiple of things. Fire, it could be waves of energy, it can be anything. And so when we understand that everything is a frequency, like what, Frank, do you want to try something? Or Kat, do you want to try something? You want to experience something? Yeah. Uh, sure. Okay. Cool. So, first thing what I want you to do is I want you to say the words fire, inside or outside. Outside, fire. Oh, so you can fire. hear yourself. Fire. Okay. Now say, drop me into observation of the fire. Drop,
2: drop me, me into, into observation, observation
1: of, of the fire. fire. And then tell me when you start to feel warmth or fire energy responding back to you from the spirit world. I felt it immediately, but
0: it wasn't, it's not hot. It just feels, it's not warmth. It just feels, Um, I feel like fire
1: in my heart. Yeah. Like, do you feel it in the center of your chest? Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, how weird. <laughs> That's a little strange.
1: So I love how you always use the word weird and strange.
2: I don't, you know...
1: I you
2: She's guys like are, this is, we're all little what strange is this thing weird. I'm
1: touching here what is this gooey thing here this is so weird
2: you know I I could have been like an explorer of the unknown my entire life even as a kid and I'm so into I it love and I'm in the exploration of all things spiritual but I will say <laughs> you have to allow yourself to understand that yeah it gets a little weird cuz you are It feels like what you just did is kind of remove a veil or like a block, Mm -hmm. you know, in a weird way. It was, it was, I can't even explain it.
0: It kind of reminds me of sometimes when we do these conferences, like Kat and Brian and I, he will start by leading a five minute breath work and I end the whole thing with leading a five minute meditation. And my favorite thing to do when I'm starting a meditation, when I'm getting into it is I start, you know, bringing awareness as people do. So like, I'm aware of my feet. I'm aware of my hands. But then I go deeper and I start saying, I just started playing with it. I am aware of God's love for me. I am aware of consciousness. I am aware of the present moment. Oh, yes. And yes. then as I start doing that, my awareness actually goes there. Yep. And sometimes I'll say like, I am aware of like, if I'm about to start writing like my book or something, I'll say, I am aware of Shakespeare energy. I am aware of the consciousness of Michelangelo. And as, as I start doing that, I actually, my awareness goes straight there. And it almost takes me away for a while. It kind of reminds me of that. Like you're bringing your focus and your attention on
1: something and you're calling it in. Right. And here's the interesting thing is you're not using the attention of your mind. You see, there's a part on the right side of your heart, which is known as the witness. And it's the energy that comes from your heart that sees all things. So what you're doing is you're dropping into that space and that allows you to remove the because you know, when people say blocks, they think it's a block, but it's actually just energy ricocheting off of each other because it nothing ever stays like solid in this realm, it just keeps moving, but it looks solid because of density. density. So, what you're actually doing is you're bypassing the density, right? Yeah, yeah, that so sense. so when you alchemize something, you're literally shifting a frequency into another frequency and therefore you're bypassing the idea of conscious selective choice that humans choose to take an idea or perception and make it real for themselves by choosing it versus I'm going to bypass that energy of I have to suffer in order to heal to I can have pleasure And I could have amazing insight through this pain that I've gone through this trauma and turn this trauma into insight or turn this trauma into pleasure or turn this trauma into excitement and joy and courage and all of these different things. So you can alchemize your life experience. So Kat, you're doing that by taking those things into your body, but you're using your body as the alchemizer.
2: So interesting.
0: That's a great, yeah. I mean, she told me about that dream and I didn't even think that that would be what was happening, but it makes so much sense.
2: It also happened before my friend had told me they were sick. Which well, um, you've
0: done it with me before, remember? You've done it with me.
2: Yeah, I've done it with you. Frankie wouldn't tell me what and, was wrong. And-, <laughs> <laughs> and then I had a dream where he told me in the dream.
0: And she told me it was exactly what I was going through and wasn't telling her.
2: And it was incredibly specific. Nothing that I would consciously... Right. Um, <laughs> he doesn't actually need to know, you know, about his personal life, but I grilled him in this dream and he told me. And then I woke up and told him and I was right. So it's, you know, there's you a very, there is something very, to the dream world that I think I'd be interested in actually exploring more with you both, you know, maybe the next Consciousness Collective or whenever we launch our, our modern Nirvana podcast. But there is something within what happens. I remember I called Frankie one day and I was like, what if when we fall asleep, we wake up?
1: Yeah, that's exactly what the thing I'm writing right now. That's the TV right. show I'm writing.
2: And then, okay, well, send it to me so I can put my two cents in it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and star in it.
1: No, I'm just kidding. Um, Which is, you know, because it's, uh, it's a mixed race. mixed A race.
2: girl, mixed race. Uh, yep. Talented and <laughs> dance.
1: Yeah, it's a mixed race character and it's really important to because the spirit came to me. So it's interesting because every time I have an idea about something, the spirit comes and talks to me and tells me what it is, what's happening, this and that and so forth. And what you're actually talking about, Kat, what you're talking about is dreamwalking. You are literally dreamwalking. So you could be in that other realm. You could be actually a seer that's trapped behind fragmentation. a A fragmentation of you is trying to get to you. It's asking you to pull it in so you can have it here with you. So every time you say weird or this or that, that part of you is the scientist that hasn't completed its journey with that other part of you. That's the seer. So it seems that in some other lifetime, you had that scientific mind that was like boxes and squares and looking at everything and trying to make sense of everything. But there's the other part is breaking through and it's asking to merge into you. And so that's why you didn't get it until you went to the dream that's world because that seer is waiting for you. Right. To pull and it's it such into obvious
2: world. things. Like it's impossible, yeah. quote unquote, impossible to share dreams with anyone. I've shared dreams now with about three or four people. So it's an interesting thing. I just, I want to explore it more, but I also don't even know where, <laughs> where to start because even people that specialize in dreams or specialize in, hey, if you see this in your dream, Mm-mm. it means Don't listen it. to that
1: ever. Don't ever listen to that. Really? Never, ever, ever. Don't ever listen to some <laughs> interpretation of these archetypes in your dreams. Yeah. I go a little disney on y'all but no, no seriously don't listen to that because what it does is you have to understand that your interpretation of your dreams is the archetypes and codes that your spirit is referencing into those two worlds to be able to communicate your purpose in that world and your purpose in this world through your ability to serve so if someone says oh this is what this means Right. That's why when someone tells me their dreams, I interpret their dreams, not based on those archetypes. I interpret the dreams based on their synthesis, which is their energetic breakdown of that person. So I know how to interpret it. But if I went off of archetypes, it would be whose lexicon is this? Whose archetype is this? And where did they come up with this archetype? And that doesn't apply to your life.
2: Right. That makes a whole lot of sense.
1: Jeez, that
0: is so interesting. Yeah, because I used to always ask people like, what do you think it means? I saw a green frog. It jumped in my
1: hand. And, you know, they'd be like, that's transferring. You mean,
2: ask- you mean asking me?
1: <laughs> it was yesterday. I asked Kat. <laughs> <laughs> a green, a green f- frog jumping into your hand?
0: Here's the thing. It followed me home and it was like a pet where I was like, okay, this is your new home. And it ran around and I was like, come on, come back here. And it like jumped back into my hand again. It was so friendly and it was like a human almost. Like It had a consciousness. It understood everything I was saying and it was interacting with me.
1: Okay. So the green frog has two meanings on you, Frank, based on your algorithms of how your energy is flowing. So one meaning is it's a guide communicating to you. But the fact that it jumped into your hand, it also means that you're going to be shifting what you do and what you know into more of a healing role and speaking in front of tons of people, like on stage or being like, you know, how Bryant does where he goes, You're going to be doing that. You're going to be going in front of people and sharing healing with them. But there's this part of you that, based on the frog following you, it means that there's a part of you that you haven't integrated in the the comfort of that, almost like the saying, almost like saying, well, I can do this once I know it really, really well versus you saying, I can do this because I know it and I don't need to know it well because it will be given to me when I'm ready to do it.
0: That's pretty dead on. Wouldn't you say, Kat?
2: Absolutely.
0: I mean, I have like a foot in both worlds where I'm like a TV journalist and also starting this wellness company and YouTube channel and like doing you know exploration of consciousness it's really a and people asking me now like to lead meditations and classes and it's mm-hmm. like really a foot in two worlds and i'm leaning
1: more toward the secondary world <laughs> yeah i want yeah, to do another on test on you both is that okay if i do another test yeah come on okay <laughs> all right so we're going to do a test cuz you both have soul fire with each other so i'm going to now everyone we're all souls we're all connected we're all one one, like we're all creation, right? So I'm the embodiment of God as Shaman Durick. You're the embodiment of God as Cat. You're the embodiment of God as Frankie. You know, and the trees, embodiment, and the flowers, and the bees, and everything is an embodiment of the expression of creation in. And that's why it's important for us to seek liberation, which is true unattachment, right? No labels, no anything, just. Full liberation in this lifetime. But both of you have a signature where you've been mapping out your travels throughout the different, what we call quantum sphere of time. So you, as we know that in a past life, there's really no such thing as a past life. It just means that there could be a hundred people in one body. Like for instance, like me and my girlfriend, she was Tula, I was Seti, but there were many Setis because it takes one drop in one embodiment, it can be many drops of many beings and then they split off and become different souls, right? But both of you have obviously had this really deep, deep connection. So what I want to do is... Frank, I'm going to access your soul energy. Is that okay? Yes. Okay. And let me just... I'm just going to pull up your energy grids here. Okay, here we go. And tell me when you begin to feel an energy flutter move through your body and just go into observation of your body now and tell me when you begin to feel that energy. Yeah, I feel it. Okay, and tell me when it gets stronger. <laughs> Sorry.
2: <laughs> I'm feeling it. <laughs> Whatever.
1: Uh-huh. You're... <laughs> you're feeling it, right? <laughs> <laughs> you're feeling it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes. It's is it in my... your
2: tummy? Around your tummy? It's
0: like in my higher tummy. like
2: Higher, my... yeah. I'm touching like the, right below and my, 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 my chest. Too. Like right, yes, right in the like, what is it, esophagus or something <laughs> right above uh-huh. your stomach?
1: But
0: it's in my legs too. Ah!
1: Now, tell me when you start to feel it even more, because I'm testing it on Cat to see if she can feel it as you feel. Because I'm opening the soul energy and seeing if you both are transmitting back to each other even stronger. Tell me when you feel it more, Frankie, and tell me when you start to feel tingling sensations. And let me see. I've got it in my arms. Yep. Here we go. I was say my Arms and my wrists. Yep. And tell me when you begin Flutters, to feel like muscles, actually like muscles or some kind of shaking going on in the body and your breath starts to increase. Tell me when you feel that. Just going to open yeah, this. Yeah. Good. And then uh, what I want you to do is I want you, Frankie, to send energy over to Kat. And Kat, I want you to say, drop me into observation to receive at a higher level.
2: Drop me into observation
1: to receive it. Got it. Yep. And there it is. I just found your soul mapping of one of your connections. You both were brother and sister. And here it is. I found it. And it looks like 16th century, the time of parasols and carriages and all that type of stuff. Very close. You've been family members in many lifetimes, ancient time, Atlantis, here it is right here. Again, soul mapping, connection to, you know, working with the connection of the animals in the water, like dolphins and so forth, and bringing intelligence to the people and connecting with each other through family and kinship. So you have a lot of lines of family and kinship. Let's take a look here. Ooh, okay. But here's something interesting here I found. There's a life where you lost Kat. Someone stabbed her in the back. And actually, Kat, you're still holding that in your back, my dear. Oh, oh. wait. Cat, <laughs> didn't that happen?
2: Oh, my gosh. So oh my
0: God.
2: Everyone that's listening to Shaman Durek's podcast, you now know all of my spiritual business after this conversation. <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> say,
2: it, say it. That's fine. That's fine. Because you know what? We're all exploring here. And it's really important that people understand that there is definitely oh. something happening um, in the other realms. So I've done I one did- past life regression in my life. I did it with, I have a friend out here who is a shaman out here in Georgia. She's pretty amazing. And I thought it was going to be great. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to be queen in <laughs> Egypt and it's going to be awesome or whatever it was, right? When I went through the process of, of this, I was on the Nile and I actually got stabbed in the back by somebody who worked... I think then it's not that clear, but I, that person is my father in this lifetime that I revealed. Mm-hmm. And I had never felt that kind of like rage or anger. And I was so freaked out from that past life regression, which I'd done like a year or so ago. I haven't done one since. Cause it's so, it just freaked me out and I was just bawling for a while. And that I was, yeah, I was actually stabbed from behind. And I had told my mom in this quote, reality when I was about 14 years old, randomly, she asked, I was talking about death or uh, something. And I told her that I wanted to be cremated and scattered along the Nile, which is, I hadn't found that out until later, that it's actually a, a traditional ceremonious thing that they did in that part of the world which i had Mm -hmm. no idea i just said it randomly it came from nowhere and then once i had done this past life regression i had realized that the reason i wanted to be cremated in this life and scattered along the nile was because in this lifetime i didn't get a proper burial because i died in the nile from being just blindsided i I didn't have a proper um a proper service.
1: Yeah, it was horrible. It was horrible. And so that was the life where I lost Kat. Yep. And now I know how I know you both. Oh my gosh, this is I so can't cool. wait for you to actually meet princess Marta because her and I, cause I was a Pharaoh in Egypt. She was my wife. And when we first, a long time ago, when I was a little boy, my mom had told me, I was like 15 years old. She's like, you, you're going to, she's like, I spoke to our Viking. My mom is in West Indian. And she said, the Viking elders in Bahal told me you're going to be with the princess of Norway in the future. And it's all been set up for you. And I was told by many people that I was going to connect with my life in Egypt. And I I lived in Cairo in this lifetime because I had to go back. And when I went back, it was so hard for me because the first month I was there, I was in rage and I was screaming at the people in the street. And one of my friends came over and he's like, what is wrong with you? And I was like, I'm so angry and disappointed what these people have done, what they have done, you know, and it was so upsetting. But when I first met you, Frankie... And I put my hands on you. I felt a connection to you. I felt a connection to Bryant when I first connected. We hugged on the couch and it all brought back Egypt. And interesting enough, when you were on the show, The Vampire Diaries, one day I was looking at cause, you know Nina's my friend and I was looking at it and I saw your character and I said, oh my God, I know her. And a friend of mine goes, you know her? I go, no, 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 no. I said, but we're going to be in each other's lives. I know her. It's from an ancient time. And when I just went back through the codes and went and traveled to see what happened, I saw you on this boat on the Nile. I was way above in the front part. Frankie, you were on the boat that was like right in the front. There was a servant who poured things for you. And I saw this blade come out and they stabbed you right up in your shoulder blade on the left side of your body. And you were bleeding out and screaming. Everyone was screaming. We were, it was the worst day because it, we loved you. And you were crawling, like crawling in the boat towards the front to get to Frankie. And you were crying and bleeding out and it was horrifying. So when I saw that just now, It all came back and like literally my girlfriend who's sitting behind me right now was like looking at me and she is very powerful and we were very connected to um, our life in Egypt and who we've come to be in this lifetime and everything, you know, that we're here to do and why even just you guys having me be a part of modern Nirvana, how it all came to sync because... Usually people say, oh, I want you to be a part of something. And I'm like, yeah, okay, okay, okay. But there was a, a hard yes. Should I should say, yeah, like a strong yes, not a hard yes, a strong yes. And the moment I sat down with you, cat, or I looked at you and I gave you a hug, I felt your power. And I said to myself, oh my God, I need to spend more time with her to show her her magic because your power comes from your priestism. You have a priestess from that lifetime. You were in the royal family at that time and also doing stuff with the priestesses. So I feel that. And Frankie, when I first met you, I felt that same energy and the same energy I felt with Bryant and uncanny, but not because I live in that world. And just now I saw the suffering you felt, Frankie, the suffering. And I felt someone severed. It was like something, like went from all these different lifetimes that you both have had together and found a way to, to separate you.
0: Jeez, and you know what's so interesting about everything you're saying is that there was another reading where somebody told Kat that she was she like, had the energy of Isis from ancient Egypt. Mm-hmm. And then I did a reading where I was born under the star of Haiti, which was Osiris in Egypt. Mm-hmm. And so that's, again, that whole thing with, you You said that we're like familial, but there's that whole thing with Isis and Osiris where it was kind of brother and sister, but also lovers. Yeah. And I remember when I did ayahuasca in Costa Rica, I saw like a flash of a, a, so many lifetimes. And one of them, Kat and I, but we weren't in our bodies. We were in ancient India and we were royalty and we were laying in bed together. And I remember telling Kat, I said, I couldn't tell if we were brother and sister or husband and wife. I remember we that. Married. That was from years Life. ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there was, it's, there's so many lifetimes where I'm, where it's like brother, yeah. sister. No, we
2: definitely travel together. I mean, yeah. that, that's pretty clear. I mean, I don't, If there had evidence, like loud, clear evidence Mm. that there is something happening in the other realm, that we work within the other realm, I don't even know how inspired I would have been to have gotten into more spirituality. It's just, you know, Frankie and I have been so connected. We are so connected for so long. It really informs my life.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I can feel that. And I also feel there's something that you both have come to correct about humanity in this life. And it's funny, but we're all here and we're all in our roles. Like you have Princess Marta and I, we're a part of the royal family. We're in our worlds and what we have to deal with on this level. You guys are your roles. Everyone is in their roles and we're all coming together. And it's all coalescing and the spirits have this plan. They all know what it's happening. Even this conversation we're having right now, and even though we're sharing it with the tribe, there's all of these people in the tribe, everyone all this interconnectedness. And what's beautiful about you and Frankie is that I looked in these files and I see these lifetimes, but I see you guys as lovers and brother and sister. But you have to understand in those times too, Uh, we were much more open to everything, you know? We weren't very, this is how I am and I'm this way and I'm that way. Like I used to make love to the people who bathed me, you know, both men and women, you know? So nothing different. I mean, the only difference is now here, everyone's created rules and doctrinations and so forth. But there's a great power opening and I would love at some point for us to get into a powwow and really... um, (laughs) That's so weird that you
2: said
0: that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Literally, you gotta hear this. Leading up to this podcast, we were on the phone for like 30 minutes, and we were cracking up for about I'd say 10 minutes. Literally, right before we were like, we need to hang up and get on this on this podcast. Come on but we were laughing so hard about how funny the word powwow is. <laughs> and then we were like, "Cat, get on the plane and we're going to powwow and then you're going to come here and then we'll powwow. Like we just, all of a sudden, that 10 word minutes all we talked car.
2: about was the word powwow. For so
1: like you're 10 kidding, minutes man. and then just you're now kidding, you're like, Frank, right, we got a powwow. <laughs> I just heard it in my head. So I was like...
2: Oh, the they're like, messing with us, Frank.
1: are so messing with
2: us.
1: The spirits were yeah. like, you guys need to powwow. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Dang it, please. I really so, so, open so, you know, there's an ancient seal that those who came from Egypt, once it's open, it reveals things to them. And it's a ritual that we do with energy and with, you know, candles and all this kind of stuff. But it would be interesting to open up that seal with you both there. Open up your link, soul link, like we did here, but then open it up with the seal opening and see what happens.
0: Sounds
2: like a modern Nirvana episode.
1: Yeah, it does. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I would love that. I would love that.
2: Yeah, I welcome that
0: for sure. The Modern Nirvana episodes. Um, Shaman Dirk, yours airs on October
1: 30th. Oh, wow. You and Brian doing breath work together. Yeah, it was so much fun. We had such a great time together. Yeah, so that's October
0: 30th. And then speaking of Kat's dad, this life who (laughs) apparently (laughs) killed her in the Nile in another life, uh, We we had an episode recently where we went to a rage room and we all had to destroy something that we were really attached to. And Kat destroyed the last remaining photos that she had of her dad. Oh like, wow. She just That's... literally puts them and puts an axe through them.
1: Woo, I just got like oh, my whole body got chills. Let me chills. just let me just wash it down a little bit. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's so yeah. intense. No, it's, it's
2: intense, you know.
1: It's, it's uh, intense. I'm
2: so glad we did it.
1: I'm glad you did it too. A lot
2: I'm of glad that you did it too. And before that, but you know, felt good.
1: You did yeah, it too. I'm and I'm excited for you to because all of us in the main family, we had powers. We all had like magical powers. And I'm excited to see what happens when you drop that veil and let the seer come all the way through and step back into you. It's so many, so many wonderful things. Cats like sitting there, going like, "Hmm, interesting." And
2: I'm like, well, "Is this interesting now?"
1: <laughs> it I'm just no, walking no.
2: around my dreams, waiting to wake up.
1: But you my know? my favorite part was when we were when we were at the Modern Nirvana, and I was doing the meditation, and people were like, <laughs> "I tell this story so much to my friends that in is Europe." The story is I'm doing the meditation and leading everyone through the shamanic experience at Modern Nirvana on stage after Brian and I'm watching you and the people are starting to scream and like (laughs) cough and like (laughs) up and like and you were like I was watching you and I was telling my friend in Europe and he was laughing so hard and I was watching you and your eyes you open your eyes and you're like Are they they disrupting the whole thing? Like I was like, no, this is normal. (laughs) It was so funny.
2: I was ready to kick them out. I'm like, not trying to have your meditation or what. What I I didn't know what it was, you know, at the time because I'd never been in one. I wasn't trying to have you know people talking over you and coughing over you and you know moving around. You know, I'm very, like, type A. I'm oh, still trust me, a, I know, you know, I know. It's so funny to be type A and still be, like, a spiritual explorer, you know?
1: It's amazing to watch, actually, how you blend the two. Even when we were downstairs filming and someone came in and you were like, no, no, mm-mm, this thing. <laughs> and I was like, oh, there she goes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, it's interesting because I've always thought I'm like the painter and I'm realizing I'm the painting and the painter. And it's mm. like the, just trying to process both things has been quite hilarious. just going with the flow.
1: <laughs> That's beautiful. So, so I know we have to wrap it up soon, but speaking with modern Nirvana, when you think of modern Nirvana, what do you see as far as the projection of what you're, Creating with modern nirvana, so we're
0: continuing to put out content on the YouTube channel every single Friday, and this is since September 5th. So we have about four out now, and we are putting and four out now, but you can always go back and watch the old like third eye videos, kundalini stuff that I've done, the ayahuasca, all that. So we are putting out a video every Friday. We have an annual conference, of course, you know. It was going to be on September 5th this year, and we ended up having to cancel it due to COVID. But we're going to bring that back next year. So kind of just like you were at that conference the first time, we'll bring that. And then from there, we're just continuing to build. We have like, we're have we working on really cool publishing things. So like maybe an Oracle deck. And we're working with really great people like in the VR space to just really make Nirvana modern. And so I think if it's like immediately right now, when people are wondering what they can go do and look at, I would say, you know, go to the YouTube channel. And then also if you go to the website, like it's modern-nirvana.com, then you can sign up to make sure you get an alert for when that conference does happen.
2: Right. And we're also having panels in between or like, you know, if you guys want to be alerted whenever like things like this, like this podcast, you know, I think it's good to be informed. Mm -hmm. Follow our Instagram, all the good stuff.
1: Yes, absolutely. This has been an amazing and wonderful and absolutely transformative conversation. And I'm so blessed oh, and honored cool. to be a part cool. of it.
2: Thank you so much. This is definitely the most interesting and <laughs> revealing interview
0: i've ever done <laughs> <laughs> <Okay. Yeah. laughs> anytime we can get any more you know closure or revelations about our relationship and our friendship because we don't always understand it or why it's so strong and why there's such an immediate familiarity and that's such it's so rewarding and it's so cool that you can just pull
1: it up like that what a gift Oh, Thank you. Well, you know, I've dedicated my life to the resurgence of magic on planet earth. And, and like one of the things that it's really passionate for me is about helping people get back in touch with the spirits that's around them, like the wind, fire, the sun, the stars, the trees, you know, because everyone's like, I watched it. Even today, I'm looking out at the water here in Norway. And I watch these people walk by these beautiful trees and they didn't even once say hello or acknowledge them or see them. And I just started crying. There's so much effort and energy and not realizing that it's the elements and it's nature and it's the spirits that give us everything. And we should give them the respect to say hello. When the wind touches your face, just acknowledge the spirit of wind. It's not that difficult. I love that so
0: much. I actually was hiking the other day, not even hiking, just climbing, you know, it's Doing my own little workouts since quarantine, and I have like this forty pound vest that I wear, and then I just walk up and down the hill on my street. And I was doing it the wow. other day, and I walked by this tree, and I felt so bad for walking by it all this time and not ever. I don't know why. It was like a weirdest feeling that I didn't even care. I'm like in all my workout gear, a 40-pound vest, and I just walked up to the tree and hugged it. <laughs> and I was like, people outside probably think I'm crazy. <laughs> I love I just,
2: a good tree
1: like, hug. Right? Thank <laughs> you. Yeah. Well, they know you. Every time you drink water, water is a living spirit. So it reads the information in your body. And then when you go to the bathroom to pee and it goes back to the earth, the earth takes all that knowledge and learns about you. So nature knows where you are on the planet Every tree knows who you are. They all know because the synthesis of Gaia, it goes through every living thing. And so every living thing, wherever you peed, wherever you drink water, wherever you did, you, you secreted, whatever, it knows everything about you. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah.
0: And, you know, I never thought of it that way. Yeah.
1: So you know it's it's really special. So that's kind of uh
0: Hope everybody's listening to that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's so
1: deep. I mean, you how can you ever hate anybody when you just heard that? Right. I don't even understand what that means. Right. That makes me right. want to cry too. Yeah. I don't even understand that. That makes no sense to me. I I, what you know. What really makes no sense to me since we're on the topic is people who claim to be religious and love God, but then they don't love God's creation. It just Mm. blows my mind.
0: Yeah, I see that a lot. I'm sure you do too in the comment section and stuff. You know, I, I try never ever to read the comments, but sometimes when I go to like YouTube videos and people are always like quoting you know, saying whatever Jesus or, or some kind of, they they bring their religion into it. And I'm like, but you're not even, what you're saying has nothing to do with what Jesus said. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And the whole idea of be
1: afraid of God, I ain't going to be afraid of God. God is playful. God is fun. It's a child. It's beautiful. It's sensual. It's orgasmic. It's, it's everything. Why would I want to be afraid? And that's crazy. You know how many people are afraid of God because they can't connect into their own source because they are God. It's just it blows my mind. And it's like it's almost like yeah. people don't read the Kabbalah. They don't read the ancient books of Gilgamesh, who created the Kabbalah. They don't read any of these things and learn about the ancient wisdoms of that. Spirit is you and you are spirit. And so if that's the case, if you're afraid of it, then you're afraid of yourself. And if you're afraid of another person, you're afraid of yourself. And if you can't love another person, you really can't love yourself. So, you know, I just, you know, that's all. I'm just saying, you know, you know, I did a little, <laughs> I did throw a little too in there. Something. Yeah, I love that. I love this.
2: This was so mind blowing. This was so cool.
1: Aww, was, like, I love you both out. so much. I
2: love you too. We I'm
1: love so you so, so happy. much.
2: You're so much a part of our family and our group and we just really appreciate your wisdom and
1: you know, you're just- I will do everything for you, for you all. I love you so much and I'm so excited what you've created and Uh um, yeah, I'm always here to serve you in any way. If you need me to come on and do more stuff, I'm always here because it's for me, it's to be of service, you know, and whatever way that manifests, that's what I'm here for all of you. Thank you, Pharaoh. Yeah.
2: We feel the same. How well
1: soon. Oh, How well day. soon. How and Kat, well soon. if you get a chance, if you would do the Eyes of Love, that would be amazing if you did.
2: Oh, you're, you're is this your?
1: It's my love campaign. The, the Eyes love of Love.
2: campaign.
1: Frankie can share it with you. Yeah. Frankie,
2: share, yeah. share it with me. I'm That's about so this about TV show. Let's talk about this
1: TV show. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. so I will, I will, I will. Mean. When I'm done with the first stuff, I will, I will send it to you so you can see it.
2: Okay.
1: I love you both. I love you too. You guys are amazing. I love you too. I love you
2: both. Bye, Bye you. darling. Bye.
1: <laughs> Bye. <Yeah. laughs> Say hi to Princess Martha. I will definitely. Bye, honey. It was really great having a conversation with Kat Graham and Frank Elderini, And I did miss Bryant Wood however at the same token it was really nice to have both of them but what those three created modern nirvana i mean i gotta tell you i've been really happy to be a part of their family and a part of this amazing journey that they have opened up to the world to bring inspiring teachers and conversations and really give people a level up in their life not to mention the fact it's coming from three completely different people doing different things in life, but yet the same thing. Like you have Cat Graham who is a well-known actress from the Vampire Diaries who has sparked her career in music and acting and dance and you name it. What can't that amazing goddess do? And then you got Frank Elderini, who works in the news and television, Good Morning America and all these amazing platforms for social interaction, conversation of bringing media to a different place by interacting and bringing stories that really are compelling and inspiring people. And then you have Bryant Wood, who is this amazing educator of the heart, who's here to teach us how to connect back to ourselves, really get into that space of breath and community and understanding how we can level up ourselves in a whole new way when it comes to health and wellness and being mindful and living a beautiful life while doing it. And these three came together to create modern nirvana. Now, The moment they asked me to be a part of it from day one, I was there, showed up at this beautiful event that was like this huge, amazing auditorium where I got to meet some very beautiful people and we had amazing vendors who were sharing all the beautiful offerings they have to the world and also just witnessing how many people showed up to just really be present with themselves and to be able to live their lives in this truthful grace which is so beautiful to witness the music and the celebration that came from everything that night i mean there was so much going on it was literally like just bathing myself in so much love and i really love the conversation that i had with kat and with frank about you know life and past lives and really connecting into energy and how we see the world and how we are perceiving the world and and even just having a conversation with Kat and how she has utilized the people who are there supporting her career and how she has a connection with them and understanding. And she educated me on things that I didn't even know, which is always the best, right? To have people and friends in your life who do that. And just the conversation between the both of them and really discussing about how we can create, you know, new experiences in life and what they're doing with Modern Nirvana. You know, I had the pleasure to work with Brian and to do a wonderful taping where we got to go over some shamanic passages and breath work. And it was just a beautiful experience. And I love how they put so much energy and so much love and attention and devotion to creating something that is so wonderful and so impactful to where we are right now in our evolution. So having this conversation with them and opening up and talking about the energies and how they're affecting our lives and really learning a lot about each of them and their vision and coming together and bringing this wellspring of information. You know, we dived into some serious energy there. There was a strong connection of energy. And I don't know if you felt it. I'm sure you did. And I definitely felt it. And I also felt the love and the energy that Kat and Frank share with each other as friends and being able to have their separate lives, but also their lives that are interlinked and together that is creating more for community and being able to surge that energy into the way in which we operate as human beings. You know, I think right now where we are in our evolution and where we are you know, opening ourselves up to, it's so important for us to be able to have beautiful people like them to show up and create something that is giving us an opportunity to be inspired and to really ignite the spark that lives in each of us of the possibility that we get to learn, which means remember how to step into these different energy forms so that we can up level our lives. And I feel like the conversation that we had did just that. I feel like being able to connect the energies of both Frank and Kat was such a beautiful experience for me to be able to see how connected they are, not just from this life, but from other lives. And also how easy it is for them to connect into each other. And you know, you have that feeling where you have that friend where you can actually finish their sentences. You know exactly what they're feeling, what they're thinking. You're anticipating what they're going to say and you know exactly what it is because you have shared that walk with each other because you have journeyed beyond this realm and other realms together. And I think to be able to recognize that and see that and really step into that space. And I think also for Kat, you know, being an actress and being a celebrity and being out there and still having that beautiful, humble, that very kind, loving heart that is willing to say, you know what, even though I'm a celebrity and even though that is my life and I do music and I do all these things, I'm not going to not give in to the truth of what made all those things possible, which is my deep spiritual wellspring and being able to bring that forth and share that through everything that they're building. And I think that when we step into that space of recognizing that, You know, you can be an influencer, you can be a very popular person, but at the end of the day, no matter what you are, no matter what you do, it always comes back to one thing, community, people to advancing our species evolution and helping us to deal with coping mechanisms during these very trying times for a lot of people and also very rewarding times for a lot of people. We are embarking upon this great discovery into a new way of thinking and a new way of interacting with each other that requires us to be able to make sure that we're giving ourselves all the resources that are available so that we can have the the sustenance given to us so that we can be the resource for other people when needed. And if we take this time to sink into the blessings that is coming from three people, such as Kat and Frank and Brian, and be able to go into a higher level of thinking when it comes to how we are showing up for the community. So as we learn, right, we share, but we're not really learning, we're remembering. So as we remember the learning and we share, then we grow and we expand and we build. And what are we building? We're building a new world. We're building a new world that incorporates all people, all cultures, no matter who you are, no matter what you believe, no matter what sex you identify with and what you see yourself as and how you observe creation, all of these things. We are actually generating a new planetary awareness. And it takes people like them and myself and you to continue to expand and open up to all of these wondrous ways in which we can do so and not make excuses that we can't do it because we're too busy with our lives. Because I mean, you take me for instance, right? I'm always doing stuff. You take Kat. She's always doing things. She's doing TV show films, you know, songs, all kinds of things, you name it. I mean, the girl is multi-talented. You take someone like Frank, who's also multi-talented. And you take someone like Brian, who's also multi-talented. And still, our focus always is on the people. It's about focusing on. On the needs of the people, regardless of what we have going on, everything has to be focused into community, which is truly earth vibes. Earth vibes is the same as the earth itself. It's a giver. It gives and gives and gives and gives and supplies everything to everything. So that it can thrive and keep this balance in the ecosystem. And that's what we're doing for each other is that we're creating this understanding of that balance, creating the wellness that comes through that balance, and, and creating it in a fun and playful way. And that's what modern nirvana is about. Modern nirvana is about finding that space within yourself that's ecstatic. And loving and nurturing and orgasmic and real and profound and playful and is really about experiencing new energies that you probably or maybe haven't had a chance to experience and I think through the conversation we had you get to see how potent it is to be a part of a movement such as the movement that they've created where you can actually take time and say, hey, you know what? I'm actually gonna go and drop in with Modern Nirvana and just allow myself to just be in in that state where I can take in information so that I can build a greater resource so that I can support my children, my friends, my family, my community, the person who I see every day and bring a little bit more sunshine in this world and transmute the darkness back into light with a beautiful energy of love and grace. So, you know, for me and for all of us, this is an important time in our evolution. And to be able to share with my three friends and two of them, of course, who were in the share and hear their passion and talk and share and be open and transparent. You know, it doesn't matter what what role we play. At the end of the day, we're just beautiful people with beautiful hearts and beautiful souls who really want to see our world improved and to see people happy and healthy, and thriving. And we have that ability. And it starts with you, with me, and with every other person who's willing to say, hey, you know what? Anything I can do to make myself a more loving, more generous, more kinder person, I'm going to do it. And I'm not doing it because it's the trendy thing to do. I'm not doing it because... This person's doing it or that person's doing it, or this celebrity has talked about it a thousand and one times. I'm doing it because it makes me feel good. And when I feel good, I do great things in this world. And that makes other people feel good. And when they feel good, they do great things in this world. And the more we begin to up level the feel good in human being and humankind, the more Feel good they feel, the more do good they'll do. And they will begin to literally, and all of us will begin to literally transform the narrative and reconstruct and build a sustainable planet that is thriving for all generations to come. It's a blessing and an honor to have had such a wonderful conversation with these two lovely beings. And I am honored for you to be able to witness and experience the love that we all share for each other, as friends, to ourselves, and to our community. I love you. created the Healing Temple because people all over the world want and need healing, but don't have the access to those healers or can't afford them. One of the biggest high-ticket items in the world today is remote healing, but some sessions cost hundreds to even thousands of dollars. And for only $10, the Healing Temple is a collective space for people to come together every Friday for 30 minutes. Participants are opening a wellspring of abilities, alleviating stress and brain fog, where the mind becomes more optimized and performance-based and where you learn to utilize energy to up-level your consciousness. The Healing Temple also helps to break down walls where you begin operating in awareness of wellness, feeling ambitious and inspired like things are really changing in your life. Inside the Healing Temple, you're also stepping into a world where you might experience phenomena that you thought wasn't possible, Something as small as a chill or the hair standing on the back of your neck becomes like an opening door. Some members have even said they've experienced increased psychic abilities and that these sensations have intensified with following sessions. I've trained my powers to impact change and I've learned how to get results who doesn't want to feel good the healing temple is not only beneficial to you but also to those around you because when you're feeling good you shine that positive energy onto others your partner your children co-workers even your dog or your cat everyone around you begins to feel better because you are feeling better it's a rippling effect that's much needed on this planet We need the Healing Temple more than ever right now because of all that's happening in the world, the social political structures, calamities, chaos, and feelings of hopelessness and despair. The social climate is on high, and this pressure cooker is taking a negative toll on how many of us feel. The Healing Temple offers comfort on a global level because when more people are feeling good, the more kindness, generosity, and realness is generated. For only $10, I invite you to become part of the community that seeks to do good, to feel good, and to make this world a better place. Go to shamandurek.com and click The Healing Temple to join our wellspring of healing, restoration, and elevated consciousness. See you in the temple. Thank you so much for tuning in to Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. Tribe, I love you all so much. And if you want to stay connected, be sure to check me out on IG at Shaman Durek. And if you have any questions whatsoever, please visit shamandurek.com or contact info at shamandurek.com to learn more. And remember, Tribe, no matter what, stay lit.